0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. God's word from the prophet Isaiah, where Isaiah foretold the coming of the suffering servant. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. This is God's word. The prophet Isaiah reminds us that the cross of Jesus Christ is ugly. Ugly. Which sounds kind of contrary to what we do as Christians on Good Friday, right? We come to give thanks for the cross. We come to gaze upon the cross. But then again, if you're a person of sound mind, why would you want to look at the cross? Because what's done to the one who hangs on that cross is not something that people would often want to see. Isaiah told of the one who would have no form or majesty that we should look at him. Described him as one from whom men hide their faces. And there's some truth to that. Because the abuse, the pain and suffering that our Lord Jesus took on his cross would have been difficult for any person to witness, to see. We, we might struggle seeing depictions of the cross of Jesus. Many struggled when Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ film was released. Oh goodness, that was 17 years ago, I think, 2004. They struggled with seeing the violence, the, the gore, Of what was done to our Lord. Some people don't like to look at a cross even in artwork. They don't like crucifixes. I've heard from people over and over that, well, we shouldn't wear crucifixes because Jesus is risen from the dead. He's not dead anymore. But that doesn't stop us from putting babies in manger scenes. Jesus isn't a baby anymore, but we still do that. What is it about the cross that we're uncomfortable with? The Apostle Paul calls the cross a scandal. He says in 1 Corinthians 1, we preach Christ crucified and he calls it a stumbling block or a scandal to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. It was nonsense To those Greeks in the first century who believed that gods should be powerful and mighty, they shouldn't be hanging dead on a cross. And to the Jewish people, it was a scandal. That the one who was supposed to come and be their king would instead rule as a king from a cross with a crown of thorns. The cross is a scandal. It can be hard to look at. It's hard to see its violence. And I think the reason many people, perhaps even us at times, struggle to look at the cross of Jesus is because it forces us to confront why he's there. He hangs from the cross for sinners. And that tells me that I must be one of them. We look at the cross and we can't help but confront what the price of sin is. What the price of guilt is. It's there in the one who is a suffering servant. Isaiah wrote, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, on that cross 2,000 years ago, The God who is beyond time and the limits of past and present and future took all of your sin and nailed it to the cross of his son, Jesus. Yes, 2,000 years ago, your sin was on his cross. And it's easy for us to look at the cross and see our sin. But then we miss why this Friday is good. Because if you look at the cross of Jesus and see your sin, you've missed the point. It's actually the opposite. We look on the cross of Jesus Christ so that we might unsee our sins. Because the one who suffers and bleeds and dies on that cross does so that my sin and your sin, all of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame, it's gone. It's washed away along with the blood and water that flowed out of our Lord and Savior's side. He was pierced. He was crushed. He bore our griefs. So that we can look at his cross and know that our sin is gone. The psalmist says in Psalm 103. That our sins, our transgressions are removed as far as the east is from the west. How far is the distance between east and west? Well, it's not even measurable. That's not even a concept that you can measure in inches or feet or miles or even light years. Because east and west are completely separate from one another. And that's what our Lord has done with your sin. He has taken it that far away. Can you see something that is infinitely far away from you? It's not even possible. This evening, look on the cross of Jesus Christ and see the one who is there in your place, the one who removes your sin as the payment offered for you? Sin often causes us to see ourselves in a certain light. Sometimes people end up being identified by their sin. You know, if you're someone who cheated on your taxes and had to go to jail for it, you might be known as a cheat. If you're someone who stole from your employer and got caught, you might be known as a thief. Sin and Satan. Love to make us think that that's our identity. That that's who we are. But when you look on the cross of your Savior, when you look on the cross of Jesus, you know exactly what you are and whose you are. Redeemed. Forgiven. Because he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Look on the cross of your Lord, dear friends in Jesus, and see your sin no more. Know that forgiveness is yours. And nothing can undo what was accomplished for you on the cross of Christ what is yours this very evening. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.